You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab, episode 40. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies that work, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business brand and big idea. Welcome back to the podcast. It is so great to have you here. It is two weeks out till Christmas. This episode is going live the week of the 10th of December, 2018. I've hit my 40th podcast. This is my first year of podcasting and I'm actually going to be doing the last episode which is going to be what I've learned from my year of podcasting, which I'll be doing next week. Now, if this is your first time over here on the Brand Builders Lab, then I'm your host, Suzanne Chadwick. Everybody calls me Suze. And this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange, where we help you build a standout and confident, bold brand so that you and your business aren't swimming in the sea of sameness. Now, just a heads up, this week's episode is actually, I have repurposed it from a Facebook live that I did in one of my closed groups about how you can use speaking to build your brand and some of the key things that you can be doing to make sure that you are seen as a speaker, you are building credibility as a speaker. I'm going to be talking about how I charge and what's important to me, uh, as well as some other tips on how you can make sure you're positioning yourself in the right way to get the speaking gigs that you want. Now, I shared that I have actually got a goal of speaking at 20 events next year. I've currently secured three conferences and nine or 11 workshops, uh, and I'm looking for more speaking gigs because I love it. It's where I want to be. And so we're talking about how you can be really proactive about getting your own speaking gigs. And like I said, positioning yourself as well as the go-to person in your industry when it comes to what it is that you talk about. Now, before we dive into this episode, obviously I want to make sure that you have accessed or know about my free branding masterclass, which if you head over to the Connection Exchange, you can grab right now and get access to or or head to www.theconnectionexchange.com forward slash brand masterclass and you'll be able to get it there because it's a great way to end the year. It's a great way to start the year next year as well, making sure that you're really clear on what you want to do and how you want to do it when it comes to building your brand. And it is something that I think is really deliberate that we should be doing. It's something that we need to be planning for. We need to have clear goals around what good looks like, what being a standout brand means to us and how we're going to get there. And so in that masterclass, I'm going to share with you some key things that I think are really important for you to think about. But without further ado, we are going to dive into this week's podcast about how you can continue to build your brand using speaking events, workshops, and becoming a well-known speaker so that you can not only do the one-to-one, but that you can do the one-to-many. So let's dive in. And I wanted to talk about building your brand with speaking. Now, I know that a lot of people have got 
the desire or the intention to be a speaker. And so I just wanted to give you some tips on that because I've given myself a goal of speaking at at least 20 events next year. Uh, and so I kind of wanted to talk to you about how I'm going to be doing that and some of the things that you can be doing to build your speaker brand if that's something that you're wanting to do. So I guess the first thing is really setting the intention. So I have been a speaker for quite some time. I'm talking about like uh, maybe 15, 10, 15 years uh, where I've spoken at conferences, I've run training, I've done workshops, etc. Uh, and so I call myself a speaker. Now, I just want to say that if you have the intention of being a speaker, if you have ever spoken at all and you want to continue to speak, then call yourself a speaker. Okay. So I think that sometimes we're like, oh, well, you know, I've only spoken once or twice. Um, I want to speak more. Well, then set the intention, put it in your bio, put it in your social bios and make it a prominent thing. The other uh, thing that I would say is to also have a speaker page on your website. It can be visible, it can be invisible, but one of the things that I do is that I've got a speaker page on my website which has got a show reel uh, because I've been fortunate enough to be videoed at a number of different conferences and events. So I've been able to put that together. But basically it also, before I had the show reel, I had like my YouTube channel because that there people can see how I present, what I sound like, what my energy's like, what my vibe is, so that they can see whether I'm right for them or not. So think about, is there any place where I can really showcase what I talk about, how I approach the way I talk about things, etc. Uh, and think about maybe using some of those channels to build up some uh, content around how you speak as well. The next thing is that uh, on that speaker's page, I've got testimonials. So for example, if I go to an event and I speak, I always ask the organizer for a testimonial. And if somebody comes up to me and says, oh my gosh, Suze, I just loved that, that was amazing, blah, blah, blah. I'll kind of suss the situation, but I'll say to them, you know, really appreciate it. That's so amazing. Have a chat, etc. But if I feel like it's a good ask and it's okay for me to ask, I'll say to them, I'm actually a speaker. Would you mind just sending me exactly what you said to me about what you enjoyed about that presentation? And are you okay if I use that as for a testimonial? And like 10 out of 10 times, they always say yes. So I'll maybe get their details uh, and I will email them and I'll just say, you know, Jane, thanks so much. It was amazing to meet you at that event. I so appreciate your feedback. It's always amazing as a speaker to know that I've really connected with my audience. Uh, and you know as discussed would love it if you could just write one or two sentences as far as a testimonial goes that I could potentially use on my website and like I said I don't think I've ever had a no for that so ask so that you can start to build up your social proof around the fact that yes you speak yes you're a good speaker yes people enjoy hearing from you because at the end of the day event organizers it's not always easy to find great speakers and I know you might be thinking Suze there must be a million great speakers around but there are certain uh, events you want a certain vibe and I have run events before where the speaker has not been right 
and it's really like it's a bit painful now it's not to say they're not a great speaker the point is they weren't a great speaker for my audience and for my event so it's really important to understand that if somebody says if you ask somebody if you want to be a speaker and they say no or if they're not sure then it may just be that they're trying to understand whether you're the right vibe for what it is they're looking for um, and you've got the right content as well for their audience so don't take any kind of no or lack of response or whatever it is as a negative first of all we never give up obviously but second of all just understand that sometimes you may not be the right fit for certain groups and that's okay as well the other thing is is that if you do connect with somebody and you want to be a speaker and they say no or not now it may be that they've actually got a whole lot of speakers lined up and that it's something that they will definitely come back to you in the future as well so I just want to make sure that if you are actively out there looking for speaking gigs and you're getting yeses and no's don't be discouraged by the no's it's just you know it could be a million other reasons that have nothing to do with you as to why that may not be a good fit right now the next thing that I would say uh, apart from putting it in your bio creating a speakers page on your website getting some social proof from people um, is obviously approaching so you know I've just said that if you do approach and you get yes or no's I have connected with a lot of different business groups and said hey if you're looking for a speaker at any point this is what I talk about uh, this, these are the type of events that I have spoken at. Here's my speakers page and my showreels so that they can go check it out. If you're interested at any point, let me know. So it's not a direct ask. It's kind of like a, hey, FYI, here's my stuff. If you're interested, check it out and really open to a conversation as well. Another great thing to do is obviously when you are speaking, if there is a photographer there or a videographer, for you to then be sharing those across your socials wherever you can so that it becomes really obvious to people that that's what you do when they're seeing you in action. And just by seeing people doing what they're talking about, it just reinforces in your own mind that yes, that's true and I can see that they're doing it and I can see how many people that they're speaking in front of and those sorts of things. So I think that if you get the chance to get photos, I think that's always good. And whenever I speak at conferences, I do always ask for photos of me speaking as well from the organizers, which I always get. And people are always more than happy to accommodate and provide those to you. So something that I've also done I think it's on Friday morning or Saturday morning. I scheduled a post, which was a photo of me speaking at the last exchange of breakfast. Uh, so once again, social proof of you speaking. So if you've spoken at events and you've got photos, post them on your socials and talk about the fact that you speak. But on Friday morning, I'm talking about the fact that I've secured three conferences for 2019 and I'll be speaking at 11 workshops, which are my own events. Uh, so once again, making it really externally known that I am a speaker, I have secured speaking events and I am looking for more events. If you're looking for a speaker, then hit me up, which was the call to action at the end of my post. Once again, going live, I think on Friday. Uh, so make sure that you are being really overt with the fact that you want to be a speaker and that you you're up for it. If people want to uh, hit you up and send you a DM or connect with you as well. Uh, the next tip is really to be clear on what it is that you speak about. 
So for example, a conference, a retreat and a conference that I'm speaking at later in the year in October, the person that is running it contacted me and she just said, I love your vibe. I love what you talk about. Uh, I think that it will really resonate with my audience and with the women that are coming along to this retreat. And we talked for sort of like half an hour, 40 minutes about whether it's going to be the right fit or not, uh, who our other speakers are, etc. So once again, and you know that I talk about this, whether no matter what content you're creating, that repetition will really build your brand and it will really build what people know about you. Yeah, so it's really important to continue to talk about what it is you talk about, to have that repetition, to be really clear on your message and what it is that you want to be known for so that when somebody is thinking about or looking for a speaker that specializes in social media or brand or marketing or Instagram or VA or networking, whatever it is, then they're like, oh, you know who always talks about that is you so make sure that you are really clear on what it is that you can talk about as well i think that that was all of my tips but i think the main thing is is that if you are wanting to build you know when i talk about 360 bold branding speaking events and workshops whether you run your own that was my other tip whether you run your own or you go to somebody else's is an amazing way of getting from the one-on-one -on -one to the one-to-many. If you can speak in a room with 120 people, hello, you've just made 120 new connections and you've been positioned as the expert in your field. So make sure that you really take advantage of speaking opportunities. Now, one thing that I definitely want to address is, I guess, the fear factor and the fact that I know that the majority of people that I work with and who come to events when I'm doing speaking workshops, etc., fear can be a really big thing. And I totally acknowledge that. And I think that even people who would love to speak, but they're constantly worried about, you know, stage fright or they're worried about forgetting what they're going to say or whatever it is that they're worried about. These are just a couple of tips that I give around that. And the first thing is that there is always a learned behavior around anything that can go wrong on stage. So I'll give you an example. Things like if you, if, when you are preparing, say for example, your AV doesn't work on the day. I just, I almost prepare for all of this. If the AV doesn't work, I think, what will I do? And so one of the things that I can do is that normally my presentation is on a Google Doc. I could email it to say everybody if the, uh, if the organizers got that available or I can share a link uh, that people can go and click on to access the presentation. Otherwise, I will just be going through and verbally talking about everything. But obviously, because I don't, I try not to use a huge amount of words on a slide they're not going to be missing out on a lot because I'm going to be talking through what it is that I'm teaching them anyway. So just think about, you know, if that happens, what would you do? The other thing is, is that if I forget something, as I always say to my clients, I just always think, and I've done this on stage before where I've forgotten my train of thought or lost my train of thought. And I literally just stand there and I say, I've lost my train of thought. I'm going to continue. And if it comes back to me, then I'll share that with you. And I just keep going. So learned behaviors when you're speaking, if these are things that you're worried about, 
Are you just thinking about what's the one thing that I would hate to happen and then thinking about what would you do in that scenario so that if it ever happens, you are already prepared to deal with that and you know what you're going to do, you know how you're going to handle it, you know what you're going to say, all of the rest of it. And if you can do that, then you will feel a lot more confident and hopefully not be so scared about getting up on stage because you're already prepared for anything that could go wrong. Another thing is... I think that speaking can seem more scary than what it is. Because if I said to you, I want you to get up and I want you to talk about the thing, the one thing you are most passionate about, the thing that you know inside out, talk to me about all the tips you've got. I can guarantee you that you will be able to talk probably the hind legs of a donkey when it comes to the topic that you're passionate about. And a lot of times what we focus on is the audience and the what if it goes wrong. And what I'd say to you is really think about how can I share what I have? And I talk about this all the time. Fear comes from focus on yourself. Fear comes from focus on yourself that something bad's going to happen, that you're not going to deliver, that you're going to sound funny, that you're going to look funny, etc. And if you continue to focus on yourself, then fear will always be there. The minute that you start to focus on your audience, what you can give to them, how you can deliver to them, what is the opportunity for them with whatever it is that you're sharing, then you won't be scared to get on video, to speak in front of an audience, to run a workshop, because your focus is not on yourself. So I just wanna be really clear that if you are thinking, oh gosh, Suze, I'd love to do this, but I'm scared of public speaking, I would really encourage you just to start small, like do an Insta story, it's 15 seconds, then maybe do a Facebook Live, and then maybe go to an event and you have to get up and just talk about a little bit of what you do. And, you know, take baby steps if you want to. But I would also just say, if the opportunity presents itself where somebody says to you, will you speak at my event? Preparation is your friend. So just say yes, work it out later, prepare and get up and just do it. Because remember, the more you do something, the easier it will become. So if you are wanting to use speaking to build your brand, then you just got to get in there and start doing it. And the last thing I want to say is that you don't always have to wait for somebody else to invite you. When I talk about the 11 workshops that I'm speaking at, they're my workshops. They're the workshops where I can have anybody from five to 20 people. And that's okay because those are the size workshops that I like to work in so I can do a bit of one-on-one coaching and support. So think about, well, what if I just ran a workshop with three or four or five people just to get me started? And think about how you can do that as well because that is a great stepping stone for you getting comfortable with speaking with bigger audiences as well. Now, I feel like I cannot finish this episode without talking about something that a lot of people ask me about, and that is getting paid to speak. Now, I have an opinion on this. I know that a lot of other people have a different opinion on this, so it's really going to come down to you and what's important to you. When I speak at corporate gigs or when I do corporate workshops, etc., then I am corporate rates and I get paid for that all the rest of it. Uh, And it's great. And I'm really clear on that. I've set my pricing. So I know that I am basically going to be 
a certain amount for a daily rate, certain amount for a half day, depending on costs of printing for workbooks, etc. Like you've really got to think about that and make sure that if you are going to be doing any corporate workshops or training that you're really clear on how much you want to be you know, charging for that so that you can give a really clear answer when somebody asks as well. So preparation on pricing is really important. The other thing that I want to say is that when it comes to small business or other business outside of corporate conferences, then I do have a pay rate and I do have a speaker's rate. And I've actually got a hidden page on my website which has got my speakers rate it gives an overview of how long I speak for what I do what promotion is available etc and it's got a rate there now what I'd also say is that every single case is completely different so sometimes I will charge to speak and other times I will not charge to speak and I'm okay with that so you've got to do what works for you But when it does come to speaking, you need to assess the audience that you're in front of as well. So if you're starting out, this is kind of where I started is that I obviously, I spoke for free. I spoke to build my brand. I spoke to get exposure. If somebody is bringing a hundred odd people who are my ideal client into the room, then I'm more than happy to speak for free. But what I don't do is that I don't uh, take on any of the expenses if I have to fly interstate, et cetera. So even for my conferences and and events are expensive. Yeah. So I just think you've just got to have a look at what the benefit and opportunity is for you. When I used to run Epic, I paid most of my speakers and I paid for all of their out-of-pocket expenses. So parking, flights, accommodation, things like that. So I'm the same as a speaker. If I'm going to be speaking somewhere, then I need all of my expenses paid and then I'll make a decision depending on the size of the conference, the access, etc., as to whether I would charge or not. Now, something that I have done that's worked for me once again is that If, for example, I am speaking in front of an audience who are not my ideal clients, and so I'm really just there to provide my knowledge, to give a service, uh, and at the end of the day, I probably won't walk away with any business from it, then I charge my full speaker's rate. If I'm sitting in front of an audience where the likelihood is of me potentially getting business from this audience, then I will make a judgment call. I will either charge my rate, I will charge a discounted rate, um, or I won't charge it all as long as all expenses are paid. And I've come to this agreement with a number of different people, but once again, you have got to make the decision for yourself. Because I run events, I understand the cost of events, Uh, and I am more than happy to pay my speakers where I can. But a lot of the times, if I'm 100% honest, with some events, we break even. So I don't have any money to pay my speakers. If I can, I will, but that's something you have got to decide. Obviously, when you're running your own events and workshops, that's a whole different ball game because all revenue goes to you. You might pay for, uh, you know, the venue that you're in. You might pay for lunch or morning tea or afternoon tea, whatever it is. Uh, but then whatever revenue you're making on the day, that is your revenue for the day, which is great. So I find that workshops are, are much more lucrative or they pay a lot better than general events. So breakfast events, dinners, those sorts of things, 
basically I don't make any money from those, but it builds community uh, and it gives other people the opportunity to have a platform. But when it comes to workshops, that is where you will make more money than you will from, say, a more social event as well. So I did want to cover that because I know that a lot of people have differing opinions on that. And I think that whatever you decide to do is totally up to you but wanted to touch base with on that particular topic as well. So I would really, really recommend that if you are wanting to build your brand in 2019, then don't discount speaking events and workshops, whether they are your own or other people. So really let it be known, create your speakers page, call yourself a speaker on your different platforms, give yourself a show reel, get social proof and testimonials where you can ask for them. Uh, you know, approach groups and let them know that instead of asking and saying, can I be a speaker? You can say, just FYI, if you're looking for somebody, here are some of the things I talk about um, that may be of interest to you so that it's a soft approach as well. Uh, and build relationships where you can too. The other thing is to speak at your own events. Make sure that you are the right fit for the organizations or the um, groups that you're wanting to connect with and speak at as well. So those are a few speaking tips. I've got a couple of speaking tips on my Insta stories at Suze Chadwick today because I am flying to Sydney this afternoon to do a sales pitch tomorrow, um, all on employer branding, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, so you can check those out too. But if you've got any questions about speaking getting more speaking gigs, getting more confident with speaking. Then you can always hit me up in Instagram on my DMs and ask me any questions. I do have speaking with confidence and connection uh, coming out online in the new year. It is a workshop that I run here in Melbourne, uh, but I will be putting that online to make it a bit easier for people who aren't local too. So I'll let you know when that becomes available, but I hope that that was helpful. Thanks so much for listening and being here. Second last episode for the year. Next year, next week is going to be the last episode. But as always, if you enjoyed this episode, then I'd love you to share it with your friends and your community and leave a review in iTunes. That, that could be your little Christmas present to me. Head over to iTunes, leave a review of the podcast. Let me know if you've enjoyed it. Let me know if there's anything in particular that you really like about it so that I can make sure I continue to do that in the new year as well. I would so appreciate it. As always, you can follow me on all social platforms at Suze Chadwick, S-U-Z-C-H-A-D-W-I-C-K. But obviously I do hang out on Insta stories and Instagram the most at the moment. But until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.